You think you know me. Episode of season three of the Jumping the Rail podcast. Minders, you like that little uh, edit? To I was the like, intro I there? got all excited. I thought we were going to get the rest of it too, and I was like, okay, can't no. afford the rest of it. <laughs> That's right. He owns I it, do, so I did not own the rights to Metalingus. Yeah, <laughs> <sighs> I was made just for him. Did you know that? I did not know that. They the, actually the band that does Alter that Bridge. actually, yeah. yeah, gave him rights to it. So well, yeah. I'll be darned. I'll That's be darned. the whole reason that it went left WWE and went to AEW. Because mm, he owns it, not them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, Well, with that said, we've started on a tangent. <laughs> Usually we have a few minutes before we get into one. Uh, well, how about my... you explain who our person is? Uh, yeah, oh, explain who we well, are. Who the... Let me go I wasn't the preamble sure who that here. was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Mark Redman coming to the Noodles position in Champaign, Illinois. Joined, as always, by my buddy Menders and... Uh, yeah, we had to start with the Tin Bells. Uh, one of the legends of women's wrestling, Joyce Grable, passed away this past week. Uh, I honestly don't know a whole lot about her. I know she was a big deal in the 70s and in the 80s, that kind of that Mula era. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was getting a lot of love on the uh, on the socials this week, a lot of, a lot of tributes. So I figured we ought to, uh, ought to chime in. So that, no pun intended with, with the Bells. But uh, right. but R.I.P. Joyce Grable. So I was wanted to get that out of the way early. Uh, we got a pretty exciting show today, Menders. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we we got to talk about uh, Wrestle Dream a little bit. AEW. Oh, uh, if it wasn't boy. evident by the uh, if it wasn't evident by the opening, we got uh, one of uh, your faves showed up. One of our Hall of Famers debuted for uh, AEW on Sunday. One uh, Adam Copeland, which I wish he would have gone with Sexton Hart Castle. Right? Adam Copeland, number one, there's too many Adams in AEW. Yes. Number two. Did, did Have you seen the meme uh, of Roddy of walking Roddy... out on... Oh, yeah, I sent it to you. <laughs> oh, did you send it to me? I yeah, have so I many that people that send me wrestling stuff that I'm never sure who it is. But, um, yeah, the, but, yeah. All you see is Roddy yelling, Adam! And it's like, well, there's Adam Cole, Adam Payne. <laughs> now there's Adam Copeland. Come right. on, people. Yeah. And and Adam Copeland is is a fine name for for a fella, but for a wrestler, it doesn't hit the ear right, you know. Yeah. It's too many syllables. Adam Co. Then you're going to, have to say the whole name, otherwise you're going to think they're talking about Adam Cole. It's yeah. Uh, we can't even do Adam C. Dang it. I think he copyrighted Cope. Oh, did he? Okay. He copyrighted a few things. Uh, legend spelled L E D G E N D. You know, it's a pun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he copyrighted Iconoclast, uh, The Rogue, and Cope, I believe, for what he, all the copyrights hmm. he's got. I still all think right. Damon Stryker or Sexton Hardcastle would have been better for, yeah. for a name. 
with the. So I assume that's what you messaged me about. Of did you see the end of AEW? Yes. On Sunday, because, yeah. Because you're a big you're a big edgehead. I am a big edgehead. I've always been an edgehead. We'll find out if you're an Adam Copeland head though. <sighs> I probably will be, although I'm. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I'm I'm glad. I'm, a, I'm glad he's there. I'm I'm okay with it. That doesn't bother me that he left. He I know I said that. I didn't think he would, but I I didn't think he would. I thought he would just enjoy retirement. I didn't think he'd yeah. move to another company. But he did it the right way. You know, wait for the contract mm-hmm. to expire. He took the high road. Didn't bash anybody on the way out. Uh, it's kind of no brainer from to go in start a thing with Christian right off the bat. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, I, I think he'll. I, as long, I think he'd be a real asset for a veteran presence, assuming that the young guys listen to the veterans, which you know is kind of a, a tall order over there sometimes. Here's the thing, though. I wonder if more of them won't pay attention to him just because of all the tag team experience and stuff that he has, especially since I feel like a lot of the era that's in now, all of them looked up. You hear a lot of. Parties, Dudley's, yeah. Edge and Christian. So I'm hoping, mm-hmm. I'm hoping, maybe. Yeah. I'll tell you who was happy was FTR. Did you see the picture of them jumping up and down in the, like, off camera? I sure <laughs> did. I sure did. Yeah, I figured that's, that's they would his, be. Oh, that's his boys. They uh-huh. trained, they helped him train to get back in the ring in 2020. Yeah. So. I liked, I liked the little note he left Beth on the, um. Oh, I saw On the, the refrigerator. <laughs> Went to walk the dog. <laughs> be back soon, and it's and down the middle. It says B A E W A. Uh, <laughs> I was like, All right. oh boy, but, the, but I, um, I don't understand why everybody's giving him such crap, though. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to AEW. I'm like, you know it's what? The That's tribalism. All of his all of his friends are there, though. He's got uh, FDR, he say... Christian. Didn't he say and, his daughter wanted him to go and play go with play Uncle with Jay Uncle again? Go play with Uncle Jay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> go have fun with Uncle Jay. And I'm like... <laughs> That's freaking adorable. It is. Why can't they just be happy that he's it's... doing what he loves and A-E-W he's going to end it on toxic, his man. terms? And he's going to end it on his terms. Yeah. So I'm and... I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm curious. I'll be curious to hear what he has to say tomorrow on uh, Dynamite. Of not, it kind of makes sense for his first match to be Luchasaurus, but I, I don't know. I, I think he can. I think he can pull a good match out of Luchasaurus. Oh, I do too. I well, he's I wonder, been improving. Yeah, he, he has. He has been improving. So, uh, what did you think of the uh, swerve everybody saw coming last on Sunday? Uh, Nick Wayne choosing uh, Christian as his new daddy. I called that what a month and a half ago. Something like that. Yeah, AJ, buddy AJ's in the chat. Our head researcher, tribalism is wrestling fans is crazy. The man can wrestle wherever the hell he wants to, and yep. it's true. It is. Yep. And he's gonna have, and he's gonna have a match that we're all gonna be okay with most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Well, yeah. No. Let's Wayne... keep off ladders. <laughs> well, yeah. Can we please? Um. Nick Wayne didn't surprise me one bit. It was a little faster than I thought it was going to be, but I saw it coming. Yeah. His his mom was kind of annoying 
a little bit. <laughs> a little That's, bit. I feel bad for all the fans. She was standing up the entire show. It's like, come on, sit down during the match, lady. We want to see two. <laughs> and she's like a six foot tall Amazon. <laughs> Tell you what, it's crazy. Yes. But, and well, and then she threw the drink in Christian's face. That was fun. Well, yeah. Well, that she can stand up for. But, you know, it's just basically teasing that something's going to happen the entire time. I, I, anyway. Well, and then when they stuck around for like 20 minutes after the match was actually done, I was like, hmm, wonder what else is going to happen. So, aside from that, how did you just finish watching Wrestle Dream earlier today? Mm -hmm. So, what are your thoughts on, on the show? I didn't get to see Zero Hour, so I haven't watched that yet, but okay. whatever. It, um, it wasn't bad um, from what I saw. Of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but Claudio and Barnett was good. Was it? Yeah. That Well, that was yeah. one I wanted to see, and I just, I just ran out of time today. Um, yeah. Let's see. FTR and Aussie Open was pretty good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, that tag team four-way debacle <laughs> sorry guns up yeah guns up but uh yeah that that was a mess it was a mess i i didn't even watch all of it i had to fast forward through it mm-hmm. um can i tell you who I fa- impressed and I, me and i fast um, who julia hart that yeah. match with Salander was damn good. Mm-hmm. It was. I I was impressed it, by that one. Especially with... I was like, okay. She can do something. Let's see what more we can do. Let's keep it mm-hmm. going. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There for a while I was beginning to question it. But because of her and yeah. Anna Jay's matches and everything else. and all that. Well, it also I think it also comes down to who she's in the ring with. The last couple of matches I've seen was her and Willow and then her and uh, Statlander. So... Yeah. Uh, now I think she beat Sky Blue on Rampage, but I didn't see it. Chucky darn. <laughs> Speaking of Sky Blue, uh, her fella's going to be short a tag team partner for a while. Uh, sounds like Mark Davis broke his wrist in that FTR match. <sighs> I wondered. Because when you they saw went him holding to go it do... the entire time. He, well, that, and then they, when he went to go do the one, their crossover or whatever, and they have to the flip finish. them. Yeah, the yeah. With, and Fletcher had to do all of it, and I was like, "Oh no, this is not no. good," because he couldn't not, hold not him good. at all. It was like this the no. entire time. I was like, "Uh oh, we got problems." Couple, yeah, there are a couple of guys. I couldn't tell if was if Phoenix was uh, a work injury or if they actually if he actually got hurt and had to get taken off. If if it's not a work, that that belt is now cursed too. <laughs> Um, yeah, why, I know I said this to you guys, but why put John Moxley as a commentator? Come on. You know, Tony has to put him on TV somehow. I guess. That's, that's his guy. Would you rather have this guy? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to see the Zero Hour because I heard that the, that Anoki's picture got knocked over. That's what I heard. I hope it's not true. But... I hope it's not too. But AJ, you saw Zero Hour. Did kind of give us the play-by-play on that if you can in the comments. But 
of all the things to, in front of his grandsons and he's wearing the towel like speaking of did you hear about sorry christian on the scrum no apparently uh tony said something <laughs> he's got a point <laughs> 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 hey, Jason, I'm more amazed Mox didn't get busted open during commentary. <laughs> Tony had said something about Anoki and how it was a trip, you know, like a special show just for him. And, mm-hmm. oh, Christian was watching and he says, were you watching? He's like, yeah, their grandpa died or their grandfather died. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. I was like, well, I guess if you got a gimmick, stick with it. So... <laughs> I think Christian's taking himself that he didn't get to work with Cody before he left. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, but he's going to get to work with Adam Copeland. So I'm not sure how that one's going to completely play out just because his well, mom's gone too. So. <laughs> right. But can you imagine what the promos are going to be like? Because Jay has so, knows so much about him. Mm-hmm. Or Christian. I'm sorry. Christian. Yeah. But... K-Fabe, man. K-Fabe. <laughs> At this point with AEW, is that even a thing? I'm just... Kayfabe might as well be the chicken catering that serves the muffins. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what did you think of... Uh, let's talk about it. Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. I have been waiting for that match for years. Ever since uh, Sabre was in the Cruiserweight Classic for WWE. And I was hoping... Because that was when Ryan was retired, but there's always the hope that he's going to make the comeback. But I'm glad that finally happened. It was a friggin' technical wrestling clinic, for sure. Uh, who? I, what I really liked in that match was, at the end, uh, Dragon won with the, with the Psycho Knee. So, then Nigel's carrying on on commentary. Then I think Sabre said it during the scrum that it didn't prove anything about being the best wrestler in the world because he won with the strike. Mm-hmm. So, the best technical wrestler. Then, the best technical wrestler because he won with the yeah. strike. So I think Saber said he'd face him again in England or Japan. Oh, nice. And, okay. Uh, so that'll, that'll be maybe I, next year at Wembley. You never know. I'll go for it. I that match, I it was a it was a breath of fresh air for me. Like that's the wrestling I like. <laughs> it can have some flips and flops and all that, but that's I enjoy watching the mat wrestling. Yeah, you know I love my Haas fights, but I love a good technical. Technical match. And, uh, oh, AJ's chiming in a bit. <laughs> I feel like this one was better in our minds than it was in real life. Like Bully Ray said, uh, about Bully Ray talking about the show on Busted Open yesterday. Everything was a little too clean and a little too technically perfect, and I didn't see much struggle. Uh, there was some struggle in there, but there there could have been more. If there was, if there'd been more of a buildup, I think it would have been better. But this is one, it's a dream match that got hot shotted for a pay per view that didn't, you know, Tony, there's not a lot of storytelling. Yeah. There could have, there's a story right there. Who's the best there in the is. world? And they can. But I digress. Uh, other than that, I thought oh. the match was great. Uh, I'll tell you who. What, what my... Are you pantomiming kangaroo a kangaroo kick? kick? <laughs> kangaroo kick. <laughs> I, I was not. I didn't like the fact that MJF defeated a credible tag team with the, in a handicap match. I thought that that should have been when Max drops the belt. I I don't know. I I was actually okay with it, and well, I know you love Max though. 
Well, I do, but I, I think I was okay with it for the simple fact that he was doing it for Cole to build uh-huh. that up a little bit. So, and I think the, those guys are going to get the righteous are, they prove themselves to me. I'd like to see them oh, try to go after FTR now more. So I've always like, I've always liked Vincent. He's always been really talented. He was uh, with the Taven back in the day in Ring of Honor. So yeah, but I, uh, I would say. I mean, it's not. I wasn't real upset by it, but it was pretty much what I figured it was going to be. So. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Menders, uh, what do you say we bring our guest in? Uh, okay. We forgot to bury the lead, but we do. Uh, we do have a, a an interview for this episode. We're very excited about. So say hello to former ECW World Heavyweight Champion and I believe two-time tag team champion Justin Credible. How are you, sir? How are you doing, man? Good to be here. Oh, we Hi. appreciate you coming on with us. <laughs> We've oh, been excited pleasure. about this for two weeks. <laughs> oh, right on. I'm sorry I was a little late. Um, I had some, you know, life happens, and I, I got stuck at my uh, regular job for a little bit longer than I had intended. So my apologies to the show. Oh no, Believe no worries. Me, we ha- like I said, we're good all at, the time. <laughs> yeah, we're we're good at killing time. We've actually got a, we got a co-host that's going to be a little tardy, also for the same reasons. So, all oh, right, on. Hopefully, Very he'll cool. be jumping in here before too long. Uh, where are we talking to you from? Are you still in uh, the Northeast? I am. I'm in uh, Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, born and raised here. Uh, lived here for the yeah, pretty much my whole life. Uh, I had uh, purchased a home in New Jersey in like the 2000s, but uh, for a couple of years where my mother-in-law and my wife are from, but uh, back in good old Connecticut, which is, you know, in some ways a gift and a curse. Uh, the gift was, um, that's kind of how I got my job with the WWE at such an early age um, that had a, a lot of direct uh, correlation to it. Um, so that's obviously a gift. Um, but, you know, yeah, just, you know, blue collar guy, um, you know, you know, just regular Northeast dude, man, just kind of got lucky, uh, you know, was in the right place at the right time and uh, the right nationality because they were looking for a Portuguese guy. And again, all the, the stars kind of aligned. I'm Portuguese. I live in Connecticut. They were looking for a Portuguese guy that was local and uh, they're popped Aldo Montoya and uh, and started my career. So it was kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Is it true that they wanted Aldo to be a soccer player originally? It certainly was. And I wish, God, I, it's got to be somewhere. Maybe I have it in storage. The, uh, the uh, Very similar to the Stone Cold story. I'm sure you've heard, like, Steve saying, like, all the names they pitched him. Like, the funny uh-huh. Stone Cold names. You know, you've, you've seen that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I, like it was Chili McFreeze. Like and... that uh, for me. Um, they had different gimmicks, different names. It was the, it, That was just what they were doing back then. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, Aldo at first was a soccer player and I was so young. You got to understand. I was like 22, 20, yeah, 22, 23. And like, they're throwing this shit at me and I'm like, I don't want to say no to anything. I'm frightened, you know? Right. So I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, Aldo is Italian, Montoya is Spanish. It's nothing close to Portuguese, but whatever, dude, I'll just, you know what I'm saying? I'll say whatever, I'll say whatever you want me to say, be whatever you want me to be. But uh, it was, you know, it's kind of where it was, uh, but it all worked out. I mean, it ended up being, a, you know, for what it was, I got some great experience, uh, you know, wrestled some amazing people and actually did some pretty cool shit uh, if you think about it. So, uh, you know, it was a good start. And uh, Go ahead, Mark. I think 
if I remember, I didn't. I think you had a win over Jarrett on TV one. Uh, I did. I one did. Um, back in the day, we used to. Uh, we used to remember wrestling superstars. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We used to tape uh, three shows in one taping. Um, so I remember getting to television, and uh, I was on the board twice um, because they literally. I mean, as corny as it can get, they would literally with pens, like you know, ink pens and like you know, tie, you know, write it up, uh, Aldo versus Jarrett and Aldo was circled. That's how you found out, you know, and who oh, wow. your agent was, uh, what they call today producers. And then I saw my name in the third hour, which was week three, you know, Jarrett over Aldo, whatever. But it was like, yeah, week one was, uh, the non-titled match, uh, for the IC belt, uh, that I won, uh, thanks to, uh, rest in peace, uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, he uh, played some interference and I got the victory, which then led to week two of like some promos, you know, like you know, the week promos, you know, like those 30 okay. second little gimmicks you did on Saturday mornings. And then yeah, the little uh, inset thing in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. of course, uh, week three was the big title match, which uh, I lost of course, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, you know, again, for a kid and with his, if you think about it, two years in the business at that time, two and a half, that's not a bad start. You know, I was so grateful to just be playing with these guys, not playing, I mean, interacting, working yeah. with these guys. I mean, it was like so cool, you know? So it was a lot of fun. But those days are so golden to me because um, it really embodied what wrestling was and should, I, it, well, not saying should be, but what it, in my mind, what it could be or should be, it was just so cool, you know, uh, so much, so much nostalgia and cool stuff. So I, I was blessed, bro, in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, you talked about, you mentioned Scott Hall, and uh, I know he had a big part in your in your run in the yeah. WWF. How how important was he to like your progression when you were uh, you were in WWF? Well, uh, very, uh, but in many ways. Um, um, I, uh, real, and I'll, well, I'm not going to go too quick because it's actually a really nice story. Um, the first, uh, time I got booked on, uh, when I, I just got signed, um, and I got booked on a string of house shows for the first time, first time on a, I'm on the road and, um, you know, I, they, WWE, they fly you out to whichever airport you're going to. And then once you get to the airport, you rent a car or you get a, you know get together with a couple of your buddies and you split uh, rental expenses. At that time, I didn't know anybody in the locker room. And I was also too young to rent a car. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, the first night, I think we were in Ohio somewhere. I think Dayton, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it was Dayton. Um, I drove to the building with uh, Rene Goulet, Tony Gurria, and Chief J. Strongbow. They were the agents, a.k.a. today producers right. um you know they're you know they were in charge right and uh you know i get to the building i'm working uh i think the brooklyn brawler or something i was supposed to go over you know just an opening match kind of thing but very happy you know stoked to be there of course still would be stoked <laughs> to do it um but anyways um and at, when i'm doing the show i'm done with the show razor comes up to me he's like hey yo puss Who'd you ride? Who'd you ride with? I'm like, well, uh, you know, I rode with Gurria and Goulet. And by the way, Rene Goulet, God rest his soul, Tony Gurria still alive, and Chief, God rest his soul. They were awesome dudes. 
point is you don't want to drive with the office because you look like a stooge, right? Right. <laughs> and uh, that's and it's exactly what he said. He goes, bro, you're going to get so much heat with the boys if you're driving with the office. You know, you're going to look like you're sucking Vince's dick. Um, you know, come with me. And I was like, okay. And of course, you know, I'm a fan of Scott, you know, uh, before I knew him. Um, but, you know, when you agreed to that you also agreed to everything that goes with scott <laughs> and i know you can imagine it all i'm sure you've seen it and heard it all and uh, that's what it became for better or for worse but that you know um you know me and x-pac were kind of like the guys that became uh, chief chief used to call us chief j strongbow the the caboose because we were on the the train and we were the last ones there kind of like helping him out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was part of the Scott Hall caboose there, the train. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, I, 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 you know, I'm blessed to have known him. He helped me in many ways, but, um, yeah, not always good though to, to get that kind of heat. You're, I had heat either way. So. Right. Man, you got something? No, oh, okay. I, I'm good right now. You you're okay. leading the way on this well, one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump around a little bit. Just uh, I'm, we're rarely organized on this show. It's just <laughs> it's really just <laughs> just talking wrestling. So uh, jumping ahead because when I first really became aware of you, I, I knew Aldo Montoya, but it wasn't until after you showed up in ECW that I realized that you were Aldo Montoya previously. Gotcha. So I really got to know you as just incredible in the late '90s. Right. On. So. Uh, Joey Styles used to always say that you were trained by Lance Storm, and I always thought that that was just uh, a storyline thing for the Impact players. I didn't realize you actually did train with the Hearts in Calgary. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, in, uh, I'll I'll get through this one pretty quickly. Well, and again, I don't have to. I always feel like I'm in a rush, but um, yeah, in 90, 91-92, um, I graduated high school in 91 and then uh, I didn't uh, I didn't elect to go to college, and in '92 I um, back then you know you didn't there wasn't the you know obviously no internet or whatever it wasn't what it is today, um, and uh, you know for me you didn't just like you know pro wrestling school store it on Google whatever I was literally working at at a grocery store as like one of the bag boys like you know what I mean like pushing carts and shit, oh, yeah. and on my break. Um, there was, you know, we had magazines, but <laughs> I'm sure there's still magazines, but not like it used to be. I, I, on my break, I take my 15 minute break with like, you get a bag of Doritos, a Coke, and you're reading the wrestling magazines. And in the back of one of the wrestling magazines, it said, um, want to be a pro wrestler, dare to be great was the slogan. And it was a name and number for the Hart Brothers Pro Wrestling Camp in Calgary. And it had an actual number on the bottom. And I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, it was it was mind blowing. So I literally, you know, I ripped the page out of the magazine, um, which I still owe stop and shop for that. But anyways, <laughs> whatever. I won't tell. It was the 90s. We got away with it. But anyways, I, I got home. I called that number a couple of days. I had the balls to call the number and I spoke to Keith Hart. No, no, I'm lying. I spoke to Bruce Hart, not intentionally lying, but I spoke to Bruce Hart at first. Um, and he gave me the spiel on the Hart Brothers camp. And uh, he said, if you're serious, save up $3,000 and blah, blah, blah. So a couple of months go by, I call again and I speak to a man named Ed Langley, who ended up 
um, being very integral and in, because he was running the camp for the hearts for Bruce and Keith Hart, um, who were the elder hearts uh, at right. the time. And, um, you know, I literally worked all summer to save up $3,000 um, and, you know, went there on a wing and a prayer to, to be a pro wrestler. And that's, that's how it started. But Lance was there and him and Jericho, as a matter of fact, uh, were there a year before same exact camp. You know what I'm saying? So they were kind of like the, uh, the elder students that were helping, you know, how wrestling schools can do it today. Where like, you know, you got the guys that graduate and then like they help train. Remember Jericho and Lance were the guys that had come through. So they did a lot of, uh, put it this way, Lance trained me more than the hearts, but you're not going to say at that time, especially you're not going to say Lance Storm trained me. Right. Right. You know, I paid, I paid 3000 fucking dollars. I was trained by the hearts. God damn it. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Keith Hart did bump me around once a week. So I was trained by the hearts and, and I did live in Calgary for the better part of six months. So, uh, fuck yeah. I went to the hearts brother. And I did, I, that's, I mean, that's a shoot, but, uh, yeah. And that's how our relationship started. And the funny thing is, and I don't say this enough, and I don't, I know Lance has said it a couple times, um, when I was doing good in the WWE, because uh, I got signed as Aldo, you know, back then you didn't have like or no cell phones and whatever. Like, you know, sometimes you, you get a guy's number and then the number doesn't work anymore, whatever. I had gotten Lance Storm had gotten through to me somehow. We we missed, you know, misstepped after a couple of years. I was doing the Aldo gig and um, something happened. But anyways, Cornette got to me because i had a jacket made i was so proud of being from calgary i had a, the 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 name of the indie fed back then in calgary was called rocky mountain pro wrestling and i was such a mark that i had a like because i love the japanese sweat jacket kind of like oh, yeah. you know how they they all look like yep. uniform oh, yeah. like cody and the guys did it uh like five years ago like looking yeah. sharp and shit so I got a Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling jacket that said PJ Walker. So I'm I'm doing Aldo then, and I'm in WWE TV. And Cornette stops me. He goes, PJ. He goes. I said, Yeah. I said, Rocky Mountain Wrestling. I'm like, Yeah. I was in Calgary. He goes, Really? Because do you know Lance Storm? So I got Cornette and Storm hooked up for them to go do the Thrill Seekers in oh, wow. uh, Cornette's Federation, Smoky Mountain which then in turn, so there's a lot of cool little connections here and there where we've helped one another out, you know, it's, it's, it's oh, really wow. neat, actually. A lot of people yeah. don't know that. So maybe I, we broke this one on the show. <laughs> yeah. I never knew that. I, no, I mean, I, dude, I have so much shit. I have so <laughs> much shit in my brain that I don't even think about or process. Sometimes it just takes conversation to kind of like, Oh yeah, shit that happened. You know, <laughs> Not that, not that I'm dumb or, or silly. It's just no, no, no. do so much, you forget a right. lot of it, you know? Right. But anyway, so yeah, that's kind of how that started, too. I went so, on a binge-watching show. Uh, I watched a bunch of your matches. I'm past sorry. Couple days. And no, I'm so you know sorry. What? Why are you pissing? <laughs> no, Reb had sent me a, a list of, of matches to watch, and I said, okay. I gave her homework. He gave me homework. Now, because I'll admit, I'm I was never an extreme fan okay. on, on wrestling; wasn't my thing. Yep. So I was like, "Okay, what do I need to watch that you know I can handle?" And he's like, "Okay, here you go." 
<laughs> so I ended up the match on what was the first one? It was Jerry Lynn. Oh, wow. versus Heat Wave. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. That, that was a very pile good. driver at the end of that. Yeah. Holy crap. And it Holy was the same. Jerry and I still talk about this. Um, everything about that pile driver was a complete work. I did because I, I after I gave when I gave it to him, his head never touched anywhere near the mat. He was completely safe. Um, and then I got up and sold my knee like I just looked. Mm -hmm. Nope, I I was smart enough because I was scared to death of ECW because I'd heard a lot, a lot of the horror stories coming from WWE, mm -hmm. and I like they don't they don't use pads outside and stuff. So I had bought. Uh, like skateboarder pad, like you know how skateboarders you see them do yep. the, the the things and they yeah. they fall on their knees. Like I'm like I'm gonna get me a pair of those. So if I have to do something like that, I'll protect my knees. So I had those bad boys on. I wore them every night, and uh, so nobody got hurt in the making of that movie. <laughs> so yeah, that was just uh, super cool and helped really to this day. People still talk about it, which is super right. cool. But yeah, it was, it was totally safe. Nobody got hurt. Yeah. I think Waltman used to use those skateboarder pads too. Didn't he, he did, yes, yes, he did. Sean was uh, probably the first, I think. You know, he was kid was always ahead of his time. Right. Sean was, I, I love him. He, he was so cool, uh, always so good. You know, always ahead of his time. Yeah, I I always say uh, he kind of revitalized the junior heavyweight division in the U.S. back in that mid nineties. He really did, and he was doing stuff that like. If you really think about it and go back and look at history, like him, Jerry, um, I mean, those were the guys, man. Sabu, yeah. uh, there's more, but, yeah. you know, RVD, um, you know, I was, I, I saw something um, where I, I think it was like Jerry Lynn and uh, X-Pac before they went to, because uh, I know they both had a run in global, you know, that Texas Federation mm -hmm. down there. Yeah. And the uh, the lightning kid in the Jerry Lynn blue and the the ship blue and yellow tights, they were actually matching tights because they were supposed to go down there as a tag team. I know there's a picture out there of it because I saw it recently and had never seen it, but they had had they had matching tights literally for the tag team. Could you imagine a Jerry Lynn X Pac back then, the one, two, three kid? I mean, they were so ahead of their time, they were doing monster shit, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, getting back to Heatwave, I that is probably my favorite ECW pay per view just across the board. All the yeah. matches on that yeah. show were so yeah. great, and you guys were the ones setting the tone because you were the first match on there. Yeah. But uh, then you go through the whole. Thing. You got Awesome and Tanaka. That was the first time I'd seen oh. them together, and then Taz and Bigelow. Uh, the main event was insane, uh, but. Along with yours, again, talking about Lance Storm, the match with Candido. And that's a guy yes. that I don't think gets his due as Chris Candido for being such a fucking great wrestler. Yeah, I mean, um, Chris was, uh, he was special. Um, and we all came from, um, uh, I, I don't think I've ever articulated this before, but it, it's starting to be, like, I, the more I talk to people about it, more prevalent. We came from the age of, um, it, it was starting to, to grow outside of traditional marks. And, and I don't mean marks in a disrespectful way, but wrestling fans. Right. And it started to become a little inside baseball kind of thing. And um, 
you had guys, especially in the Northeast, like, again, I'm, I was blessed to be from the Northeast because that's where all the real good indies, and to this day, you could argue, still come from, you know, the Philadelphias, the New Yorks, the Bostons, uh, etc. And they were having those kinds of matches back in those days um, in front of 200 people. You know, constantly, you know, X-Pac and those guys uh, for many different promoters. So Pac, um, Waltman and Lynn, they were always on the cutting edge of, of doing that, you know, and that was starting to gain a recognition through the sheet. That's when the sheet started to become a bigger deal. And, and, and it really grew out of a necessity of, um, you know, we, we have WWF. We have, we're coming out of the Hogan era. And we have WCW, but at the same extent, it's not the same NWA, Ric Flair, WCW. It's like a new WCW where you have Vader, Ron Simmons, Dustin Rhodes, and Brian Pill. I mean, a lot of greats, but there were everybody was in a transition. And then there was the Northeast wrestling stuff. Uh, and it started to become very indie, very Japanese guys started coming over. And it was unheard of to bring a Japanese superstar over to the northeast which philadelphia promoters did quite often so it started that kind of you know what i mean that little thing that started yeah. to happen in in wrestling and it was started up here with, with those guys uh we got some comments in the in the chat here uh my buddy gary Vestelio, uh he chimed in he says interrupting dreamers 10 bell count sticks in my head to this day yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody talks about the Dudleys for getting heat back in ECW. You were just as bad as those guys were as far as getting heat from what I saw. Yeah, uh, and I didn't. I, I was asked. That was Dreamer's idea. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I would never have suggested that, you know. Um, and Tommy, Tommy came to me that night, uh, and he, him and his grandpa were very close. You know, and he's like, hey, you know, PJ, whatever. I think he took a week off or something, you know, to, for the services and whatnot. And, uh, and Tommy came back. Um, you know, I talked to Paul and I talked to Tommy. Tommy's like, you know, I want to do this, but I want to do this in memory of my grandfather. He would love his his pitch to me was he would love it if I would use him in a you know, his his name or his thing in, in an angle. I'm like, OK, so what do you want me to do? He goes, well, I'm going to be doing this thing and this speech, and then you just come out and just do you. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, okay. But that being said, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. It was, uh, it was perfect. You know, I would never. Again, that was all Tommy Dreamer. You know, Tommy saw the opportunity to. Uh, how could this douchebag be more of a douchebag? And you know, and Tommy was very kind. And uh, again, I just did what I was told, and you know, I didn't. I never stepped out of bounds or did anything that I wasn't asked to do. But uh, it was right. it was definitely wild, and I'm still still remember for it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just to show how much he got for that, uh, Bubba had to like calm Tommy down in the ring after after that happened. Oh, Jesus! So the Dudleys are in full Dudley mode, but then after that, then Bubba just got a promo. Funny. I've never watched it. I don't, I've never watched all, and that's almost better because, like, I know people, dude, I, I get pissed off when I hear, like, I'm a huge, like, uh, Marvel guy, so, like, I'm watching, you know, like, Robert Downey Jr. talk about Iron Man or, uh, you know, Avengers, and I'm like, how do you not know? It's like, oh, I just shot it and then forgot about it. 
but it's true. Like you don't, when you do it, you just do it that one day and you don't look back because when I look back, it always like looks bad. Like, oh, I look like shit. What was I doing? I look like I have a stick up my ass. What, like, am I overacting? Am I overselling? <laughs> so I don't like to look at it. As long as, like, the fans give me a good positive reinforcement, I won't go back and watch tape. Um, yeah. So I never, I, to this day, I've never seen it. But, uh, I, yeah, I've heard, like, it was, uh, it was pretty wild, you know? Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I play music also, and I can't. It's horrible, to myself. Right? I can't Isn't watch myself on video. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm and you're your real critic. It's like the old saying goes. People think you're full of shit too. Like, oh, you're just being like, you know, no, I really it's just you don't want to see yourself of all people. No. You know, but yeah. I don't, I don't like being in the room when somebody else is listening to my stuff. <laughs> I have to go in uh, the other room. So <laughs> I I can understand. I'm the same way I hate when people watch me. <laughs> oh man. Uh there's a guy that Nobody really talks about much these days, and I think he was phenomenal. Uh, Jason, your uh, yeah. manager, Jason. <laughs> yeah, Knight. yeah. Uh, whose idea was it to pair you two up, and how important was he to your your character, your just your progression in ECW? Uh, just talk a little bit about Jason, if you would. Um, Jason was uh, pretty much Paul. It was all Paul. Um, I, 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 to be honest, I, I can't tell you what he was thinking. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just, I, I think he, he was just throwing the shit at the wall and seeing what stuck, honestly, because people, um, a lot of times we credit Heyman for, oh, he was such a genius. Dude, Paul threw so much shit at the wall and whatever stuck, he kind of was like, I'll take credit for that one. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not being a dick. That's just kind of no. what happened because we were always trying to, you know what I mean? And uh, he was just like, well, let's make his, because again, I was all, if you think about it, I was Aldo Montoya, a joke of a character, quite frankly, in the WWE with a jockstrap and to get over, no, I'm just being, you know, with the perception, yeah, I... the perception, right? Mm-hmm. And although I loved the career and I loved the friends and the, the memories and the work experience, um, to fans, that's what you're, you know, and um, how do we get them to care about this guy or to hate this guy or whatever? And we just started throwing shit against the wall and saw what stuck. And Jason and Paul had um, they had gone back, I guess, uh, many many years. Um, and you know, they'd been friends for a long time. Both New York City guys, both of them. Um, so I know they like used to hang out. So they were buddies, kind of. There was some you know, rumors of sex shit involved, but I won't go into that. That's neither here nor there. But they were doing some yeah. kinky shit at the clubs yeah. back yeah. in those. Not my could business. You imagine Jason Knight not doing that shit in New York City. Come on, <laughs> I'm just trying not to imagine Paul doing that shit. <laughs> I try not to, dude. I don't even get me started. That's that's a whole other podcast that I'm not willing to go to. Yeah, we need to get a paywall for that bro, one, bro. I saw him. I saw him one time. I was in fucking Pittsburgh. And my wife and I had just, we just finished a show and Paul calls me and is like, yo, come to my room. Let's, you know, let's smoke, smoke meeting pot. Like let's light a joint, whatever, or mm-hmm. blunt, whatever the fucking kids call it today. Yeah. Jazz so cigarettes. I go, I, yeah. I go to his room and we go to, my wife and I go to smoke in his room and he enters the door with just the towel. Oh. <laughs> 
mind you, mind you, the ponytail is in full effect. Uh huh. And and the towel, and he looks like you ever see Batman, the second Batman, like the the original, like with Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's him. Nathan. Oh. Take a Thanks look. for Take that. A look. Thanks for that. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Oh. Think about it. Think about it. Now let that process. Oh, oh, you're okay. such a heel. You're such a heel. I'm not though. But he was, he's, dude. He's much more of a badass than I'll ever be. But it was just like that's what hits me at the door, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, we're doing, we're doing this. Let's go. <laughs> but anyways, I'm I'm fucking around. I'm teasing. Uh, well. Anyways, I don't even know how we got there. It's just a funny fucking thing. <laughs> hey, he's hey. doing better than I am, so bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yeah. Uh, did you see we had a question in the comments there, oh, Mark? Oh, I did see that. Uh, AJ has the question. Uh, where did you come up with the name Just Incredible? Because that's genius, he says. I did not. Uh, as a the... matter of fact, um, do you guys remember Bill Wiles, Wild Bill? Yeah. Um, he was the one that came up with that. Okay. I guess he saw it somewhere. Um, I, I don't know. I, the, the legend goes that he presented it to Paul. I guess he saw it like on a bumper sticker in Jersey because he's a Jersey guy. And I, I know him very well. Um, he's a good dude. Um, he was ring crew. Then he became Bilvis. Remember the, the Elvis gimmick? Yeah. CW. He did a bunch of things. He was the but he was like in Ring Crew. Like he was always in ECW till the end. Um, but he had pitched it to Paul for himself, the name Justin Credible. Oh, and right. I guess Paul said, uh, nah, I don't see that for you, but I, I you know, I I know somebody that could use the name. So apparently rumor has it that he had paid Bill off for said name. <laughs> To oh, give wow. it to me, yeah. I mean, like something like five hundred bucks or something. But yeah. anyways, that was uh, the 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 legend. Okay. But I did not yeah. come up with it. I did not come up with it. Okay. Yeah, I was figuring that was just Paul coming up with something off the top of his head. Like you said, just find what sticks and and the name yeah. stuck. You know. But, I mean, uh, it could again though. I mean, that's the beauty of like you know, and that's why. I, People don't understand, and I think a lot of times, like when you listen to Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash, Hunter, are a lot of stories, the click stories. Then I was, you know, you say I was in the click or not in the click, whatever, it doesn't matter. I was in a lot of those car rides, and a lot of the shit was like we just we were fans, getting drunk, getting high, and talking wrestling. Where a lot of people didn't do that in those days. Like people were just like, this is our job. Like, you know, almost like, you know, what, what, all right, whatever, Mark. Like nobody's like, think, they're thinking very old school where we just love the business and we're throwing out ideas. Like, how about we try this or this crazy thing here? You know what I mean? And like, we were yeah. always like, we were doing the shit. Like nowadays, it's, it's common ground. If you're in the business, everybody talks openly and there's no kayfabe. Back then, it was a lot different. And I think a lot of that magic was, you know, all these guys in a car doing hundreds and hundreds of miles, bored to death, you know, just trying to pass the time and coming up with some pretty cool fucking stories, you know, and that's how a lot of it went down you know i was just blessed to be a fly on the wall really yeah reb you ought to tell him about our 
since we go to a lot of indie shows here around our area. <laughs> you ought to tell him about our booking sessions that we have in the car all the time. But that's what we're saying, right? But that's what we're saying. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's just, it's having fun. It's just like, you know, let's let's try this. Or what if, what if we did that? You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's it's out of loving it um, and yeah. coming up with some weird shit. Like, maybe there's a gem in there. Maybe there's something in there that could change the business you know who knows i mean yeah. right yeah. somebody's got to do it why yeah. not us try to you know, whether you're trying or not just try to come up with some cool shit and enjoy like that's what it's supposed to be wrestling was never supposed to be this hard like now i feel uh I, everything is so weird like i know i'm not involved in it at all like on, the, on a high level but like it used to not be this hard like with with AEW and I know they've done some great things lately and they've done some great things before. Um, I mean WWE was always the machine, but even the WWE, everything is so scripted and everything is so Hollywood. You forgot what, what it used to be was just you know, a lot of cool shit on the fly, a lot of I, I take I like I love comedy. I'm a big comedy fan. And some of the best work was done improv, like improvisational. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you could look at uh, me and Steve Austin, right? Um, and Steve, if you go, there's two podcasts I did with Steve Austin um, before it became the WWE's version, like back, yeah. in, back in the day, day. And we talked about literally how he, him and I, like, worked on house shows, like, every night for a couple of weeks and how he came up with kind of the stone cold persona. Like he's like, I'm like, Steve, what are we doing? I don't know. Kid could be five minutes, could be 15 kick stunner. And that's what we would do. This is before it was over. This was before there yeah. was the da -dum, da dum It was, he was still right. the ringmaster. He was yeah. still the ringmaster, but we would go out there and explore the space. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking Saturday night live skit. But we like explore the space and kind of see what it was going to be. And uh, through that, it became something special. And um, I don't think anybody has the chance to do that these days. Just kind of enjoy, you know, because everybody's so critical, right? You do something on Dynamite or you do something on Raw or SmackDown or Collision. And it's all of a sudden like, oh, my God, it's not going to. We had the problem is. um well, not the problem, but we had a ton of house shows to fuck around with. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of the magic happened. It, I mean, again, I, I remember wrestling, me and Steve wrestled 10 or 12 nights in a row, like straight up in a row, not one day off, in front of 2,000 people, in front of 1,500 people, some nights in front of 5,000 people, like depending on the arenas. Mm -hmm. But like, and we just, every night, we just, I listened to Steve, we'd call it in the ring. And, but through that energy, we created some shit. I don't think a lot of guys, I mean, you could say, yeah, there's NXT, there's OVW, there's this, there's that. But it's not the same as when you have house shows for these big companies. It's a big difference, man. Let these guys go out there, or guys and gals, to go out there and just do their thing. And let them explore and figure out who they are. Because you can't, like, replicate that shit anywhere i don't care how hard you train i don't care how many bumps you take and i think that's always going to be the missing piece is wrestling like repetition is the mother of skill if you do repetition with wrestling you get better and better and better 
unfortunately, there's no repetition like there used to be when wrestlers used to be on tour for X amount of days. I know it was grueling and shit, but dude, I'd love to be on tour for 30 days wrestling every night when I was young. Dude, it was like a fucking honor to be in every fucking cool arena in in, in the world. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I wish it was still today, you know, uh, but times have changed and uh, but yeah. we're still haven't adjusted to the uh what we can produce from a intellectual property from a way of, of getting over because steve austin literally got over one town at a time because like you'd be in boston and then three months later you'd be back in boston so you knew the first time you were in boston shit i gotta try to get over so i'm gonna have a hell of a match so when you do the return in boston three months later you know what I mean? It all, yeah. and that's it. And hence the circle starts. So then three months after that. So, you know what I mean? It's like every, you're always hitting those towns. I think wrestling always depended on that from a live, uh, live event perspective. So yeah. it's like when you're in New York, when you're in Philly, you got to keep coming back and you got to keep staying hot. Nowadays it's like, Oh, we go to Philly. We take the money and run and we won't come back for another year. Yeah. Right. So that 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 little um, that organic piece is missing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah Long-winded answer. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> it's all good. I'm trying, Doug. I'm trying. I'm trying. You're doing great. <laughs> all right. So there's one thing specifically that I wanted to make sure that I asked you about because of all the crazy shit that went down in ECW back in the I day. Do. I, I didn't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just I went. Kidding. I was. Uh, I was watching Heatwave 2000 this past weekend, and I'd seen that. I saw that show on a videotape that my friend made live, like on the live show, because I didn't have cable, so I couldn't get the pay per views, all that stuff. And uh, just a long story short, main event: you and Tommy straight to hell match. Before the match goes, Joey's talking about some fans getting fresh with France yes, at ringside. Yes, yes. I didn't put two and two together until after the WWE documentary came out that it was XPW guys trying to right, hijack yeah. the show. Yep. You're in the ring when this is going on. What's going through your head as you're seeing this happening? Tommy, what are we fucking going to do? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he, we're, 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 doing the, we're doing the stare down and he goes, Tommy, and this is how Tommy talks to Oh fuck! I think Francine just got into it with somebody, <laughs> and then I'm like, uh, and I'm trying to be just incredible, like doing right. this. Yeah. Yep. Like, and I'm like, what are we gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And then we, it was what it was. It was why. I mean, that was a real deal. Um, but it, you know what, man? That, that's the thing. Um, a, I ended up working, we all, a lot of us ended up working for Rob Black and XPW afterwards, mm -hmm. both myself, Sean Waltman, a lot of the ECW guys and gals. And even recently I talked to Rob Black. So I'm not saying like he's a great individual and whatever, but it was business. And, um, that was the time, dude. It was like, it was at some way, in some ways for the fakest business in the world, it was real. And I know it sounds really weird, right? But like we were just like, and it was their way of trying to cement some credibility, maybe some re like some no pun intended making an impact on uh, on pay per view, you know, because people would be talking about it. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and again, it all worked out. I, you know, um, you know, people shit on it because you shouldn't hijacking anybody's show is not cool. Right. But uh, boy, they sure tried. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't the end of the world because really, by the second spot or whatever, we had it back. But yeah, yeah like both me and Dreamer were so happy because. Uh, and I know my memory does serve me correct here. We were at the Grand Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles, California for Heat Wave 2000. Mm -hmm. And that was the arena where Pat Patterson and all those greats used to sell out every other week, whatever. That was like yeah. their big, that was their, their headquarters was right. the Grand Olympic Auditorium. We, we had it sold out at like 5,000 or something people like that. Um, and I just, man, it was such a thrill to, to be there. And at, at the end of it, like the first couple of spots after Franny and ECW security and everybody, the boys, they had that little altercation. It kind of went back to normal, yeah. but, uh, you know, it was, it's, it wasn't as good as it should have been, but, you know, I think Dreamer somewhere, oh, I dropped my cigarette. Hold on. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, yeah, somewhere somewhere in the show or yeah, somewhere in the match, Dreamer's climbing a ladder near the merchandise table. And I forgot the spot because I was so like weird about like what just happened. Like I, I threw him off the ladder to nothing. Like there was no crash, there was yeah. no tables, no nothing. It's like I think just incredible just seriously tried to kill me. Like it's literally like a fifteen foot drop to nothing, because I was so like, "What do I do?" You know? But you know, it, it was what it was, and uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I just remember seeing like Roadkill, Sal, all those all, cats, so, yeah, like yeah, an yeah. army of ECW. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want New Jack Jack mad at you victory. from everything I've heard. Yeah, don't mad. No, 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 New Jack yeah. mad at you. No, no, no. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was he was one of my favorites. Yeah, Jack was great, man. Jack was the best. Mark, I know you made me watch it, so can we talk about the November to remember from '99? Uh, sure. Uh, number one, that was my first. Like, like I said, I didn't have cable, so when we finally got TNN, it was right around the time that ECW got on TNN. Okay. So October, I I get home from work. I'm working till nine. I'm also at the grocery store at the time. So I'm I'm home at 8:30 and put ECW on and they're recapping when the Sandman came back before. Oh yeah, yeah, that and was huge. I and I know it wasn't. It was the ECW arena. I remember. Yes, it was. And yep. I don't know that when I'd heard it that loud in that building. It's uh, bro. I was in the. Four, I was there. I was in the ring. <laughs> yeah. And I to this day, I can honestly tell you. I have never heard anything. And that's the beauty of um, indie wrestling. That's the beauty of ECW. Like, literally, in the, the arena is, is you could say it's a shithole. You could say whatever you want. I mean, it's it's actually a beautiful place to hold this event or these kinds of events. Now it's all refurbished. It's amazing. Right. Um, but, bro, you I felt... You you were like the like you the blood is pumping in your arms and you feel it like the the roof is literally going to come off. I've been to the garden, I've been to the spectrum, I've been to any. I mean, all the uh, cool LA Forum, you name it, I've done it. Um, that fucking arena, man. And to that day, nothing, and I mean nothing. 
I felt like something like a hole was going to come through that fucking thing. It was the perfect timing, right place, right time, right in the middle of all the fucking shit that was going on. Wrestling was at its peak, peak, peak. Mm-hmm. You really go back and watch. I mean, the, the camera, the hard camera is shaking. It's not a yeah. fucking work. Yeah. Like it's on a tripod, you know, but the, the stage is like shaking. It was my heart and the, bro my heart was through my chest and all i knew was sandman is gonna cane somebody and it's gonna be jason fucking night not me and <laughs> the reason for jason not me motherfucker yeah. <laughs> then carino's got to get one too so you know yeah exactly there's a method to the madness <laughs> yeah, yeah I, always, uh, I, always, I always tried to uh, politically not get my ass whipped but anyways, I digress. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love that angle. Number one, Raven and Dreamers, a tag team, after reading the magazines for years about too. the rivalry. Yeah. And then, yeah. and I love the Impact players as the tag team. Uh, so, I is that something, I know, going back to your history with Lance, was that something you guys took to Paul, saying we want to nope. team up? Or? Not at all. Not at all. Wow. That was all just organic. All organic stuff and really all Paul because, um, I mean, Lance and I are, are friendly. We're, we're friends, but we're not like boys. You know what I mean? You know, right. we, we're, you know, we love each other. We, you know, we know each other's family, but you know, wrestling is weird. Um, it's not like you're best friends with these guys. You know, we have a working relationship, so we never had this, this huge thing. So, um, Paul really orchestrated all of it, you know, and I think again, it was like, what can I, what can I do here? You know, again, it, it was, it was nothing. Like, I don't think you could plan for that shit. It was just what pieces do I have to play with this almost like fantasy football? Like, what yeah. do I have this week? Uh, I got Lance incredible and uh, you know, and it just seemed right. And again, the, the reason the impact players were so cool and I mean, this is my opinion um and again we've never talked about this lance and i but lance was the the architect sort of the 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 spot guy the wrestling guy the the, the mechanic the mechanic yeah. yep and i knew you know and, and trust me i'm i thought in my mind in some ways not all so hear me out but I was trained by Lance, so I knew how to do everything the way Lance taught me. I was pretty damn good at, at the mechanics, too. Mm-hmm. But I saw my opportunity of as Lance really needs the, the, the wrestling aspect. I'll be the Hollywood aspect. I'll be yeah. the crotch chop, bark, bark, you know, like, you know, street clothes, kind of the yeah. jean short. And the reason I got the jean shorts, dude, wasn't because it was the Steve Austin or the 90s or trying to be cool. I got the ECW and it happened so fast. Paulie's like, okay, you're wrestling. What do you got? I had my Aldo gear. <laughs> so I wrestled. There oh. you know, I wrestled. The first night it was in Queens, New York. I wrestled with my Aldo gear, no mask. I was going to say mask. Portuguese tights. <laughs> okay. So then the second night, Paul's like, yeah, I got to change that. <laughs> so I'm in Philadelphia and I go out and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to, you can't get wrestling gear made. I had no idea what I'm going to be called, what I'm going to do. So I bought leggings, like, you know, like my wife wears leggings, black leggings, mm-hmm. um, and jean shorts. Cause jean shorts were kind of like the thing in ECW. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as I'm going out, Paul's like, wear one of these. 
and he throws an ECFNW shirt at me. So I was like, well, I guess this is the ECW de facto uniform. I'm going <laughs> to wear the jean shorts and the ECFNW shirt, and that's it would all happen by accident. That's the thing that's so beautiful is you couldn't. If you thought about it, you wouldn't. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You can't plan this shit. Sometimes accidents happen and or whatever happens for a reason and it's just what it was but yeah. there was no like deep planning on any of this it's just like what are we doing okay let's throw them throw a shirt on them like <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened yep all right uh well am i boring well, you come on no oh, we're no. we're enjoying it i guess <laughs> i I'm love I love listening to stories from the road. I, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite part of wrestling, especially like I was a big dark side of the ring person watcher okay, and okay. that type of stuff. So it's like, I get, I enjoy hearing the things that are happening behind the scenes that yeah. we didn't know of at the time. Sure. And I know, and, 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 and two, I think I, a lot of times I, I love uh, Evan and those guys. Cause I was on uh, one of the episodes I was on the plane ride from hell episode. Right. But um, there's so much other positive stuff too. Yeah. Like I hate to always talk the negative because there were so many yeah. great things that, yeah. has, you know what I mean, it has nothing to do yeah. with the negative stuff. So yeah, it's been bro, it's it's been amazing. Yeah. Like wrestling is such a beautiful thing, um, and we're at such a renaissance right now. Where, I mean, who would have thought? Think about it, man. And uh, this is I'm going to leave y'all with this because I know we're trying to wrap things up. But hear hear me out. In 2000, EC, uh, when I finished ECW, I wrestled its ECW's last ever match. It was a pay-per-view match. I think it was like uh, the 34th, whatever, uh, Massacre on 34th Street. Uh, Guilty's Charge, I, I think it was. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. I did all, everything at ECW, the original ECW, I main evented and finished. Then I went to WWE, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, got the team with Pac and yeah. whatever. We know how that worked out. Yeah. Um, went to, you know, did Japan and then went back to WWE for the fake ECW. That was what it was. But yeah. then wrestling for me kind of dropped mm -hmm. off. And still I was in, and I felt um, at my, you know, still a young man. Um, I had some substance abuse issues. That was not helping, but cer but certainly it wasn't that. All all of it was not that. There was also a lack of you know. We went from ECW. Think about this: if you're if you're a worker, if you're just a, a person looking for a job, right? It's mm -hmm. 2001. Mm -hmm. You went from WWE having X amount of full time employees, WCW, and ECW. Now all of that gets gobbled up, and how many jobs do we lose? with just WWE eating all of that up, yeah. right? Yeah. There was hundreds of people. And I was, you know, I, I was lucky to even get a lifeline, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about it. So, again, I was there for the reboot and all that. But now where wrestling is, I mean, there was always Impact and Ring of Honor, but nothing, nothing really, no money, money. Because right. at the end of the day, I know you guys could say, well... It's not always about money. It is when you have a wife and kids. <laughs> yeah, it is when right. you have a wife and kids going to college. You need yeah. real money. Yeah. So I think wrestling for a long time did not provide what I needed it to provide. So I'll, uh, whatever. 
but now we're living in such a great time with Tony Khan. You could say what you will, bad or good. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. All I know is there's a lot of money being made and there's a lot of guys getting work and that's a beautiful time. And you also do have impact that's still around and other uh, great, you know, GCW who I actually worked a show for a couple of months ago. They're doing, I mean, there's wrestling is kind of back right now and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, All kinds of wrestling, all types of wrestling. So um, I just wish I didn't like kind of, I was still, you know what I mean? Like as, it, it it happened at a time where you didn't have the opportunities. Now we're back at that time where you can get a job anywhere. And if, you, if you're good, if you're talented, um, and, and it's a great thing. And I just, you know, I, I'm just excited for pro wrestling right now. It's like so cool. So much good shit happening, you know? Yeah. Well, Rob, why don't you tell him who's going to be close to us uh, in St. Louis at the Anarchy here oh, in a yeah, couple uh, weeks. So yeah. we're out in central, we're out in central Illinois. Actually, Tony Khan is from Champaign, where I'm uh, from right here. But uh, in Anarchy in St. Louis, they're going to have uh, Masato Tanaka coming in next week. So, oh, right on. That's something uh, we're trying to make things happen where we can get down there. Oh yeah, dude. He's on. He's on my short list of uh, guys that you don't get a lot of op- opportunities to see in the U.S. So it's something that uh, we very much want want to try and make happen. Yeah, for but, sure, uh, man. That's a cool thing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, we just we just had Chavo just a couple towns over on Saturday. Uh, oh, Chavo right Jr. on. Chavo's the best, man. He's such a good I dude. met Chavo on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, he's such a nice guy, man. Oh, yeah. Good dude. Yeah. Great dude. Yes. But, yeah, yes. I, you know, I'm, again, thank you for everything. I appreciate you. I hope everything oh. you know, was cool, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Great. You know, yeah. there will have to be a part two at some point, because... I don't think we've even scratched the surface, but no, uh, we didn't. I, I again, I, you know, uh, there's so much. I got, I have so much, you know, and I, uh, I wish I could, you know, I, I. The problem is, I don't think I have the proper tools to get it all out there. I wish I could do it, not in a shoot series or anything like that. But man, I'd love to just uh, have discourse with somebody and kind of get it all out there because I. I Dude, I know where, put it this way. We used to always kid, and this is like me, Sean, and Hunter, and uh, and Scott. We used to be like, dude, I know where the bodies are buried in Stanford, and I really do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I really do. And you can think what you want about that. I mean, nobody's dead. But well, like, <laughs> but the the dirt and the cool, like all the little things. Oh, I, the, it, there's got to be a place for it, you know? Stories from the road. I'm telling you, stories from the road. There needs to be a. There needs to be something that's just stories from the road. Yes, ma'am. Good, bad, whatever. Stories from the road. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Well, uh, we're not going to keep you too much longer. We appreciate you making the time to hang out with us uh, this evening. And uh, yeah, like I said, we've just getting started. We'll have to do a part two very soon. And. Hopefully that'll that'll happen. But uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I would be more than honored to come on, and we could uh we could do it anytime you guys want. So thank you very much for having me. You guys have been a blast, and I had a lot of fun. So thank you so much. Uh, us too. Thank right. you. Likewise. Oh, thank, thank you, you very pleasure, much, guys. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. That, that was, was awesome. fun. That was so cool. <laughs> uh, it, Sorry, I was so dro- quiet, but oh no, it's it's the fine. The stories were great. <laughs> oh, he was dropping some knowledge. I so much stuff I didn't even know about. Yeah, me either. So, uh, 
but no, uh, thanks again to Justin Credible for coming on with us. Uh, he's uh, he's added to our our Mount Rushmore of guests, I think, one with the uh, you didn't even Alfonso very hard. I'll say Alfonso being on here and yeah, yeah, and actually, uh, I'm working on another uh, ECW original for a future episode too. Uh, I'll, I'm not going to uh, stooge it off right now. I'll wait till we get a confirmation, but. Uh, yeah, we're just, uh, you know, we're making things happen. And, uh, we do have a guest uh, next week, Menders, or next episode. Yeah, you got to send me homework for this one, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for uh, anybody that knows the uh, Chicago Indies, uh, Polly Tomaselli, uh, one of the regulars up there, is going to be joining us on the next episode. Uh, formerly one-third of the Iron Saints tag team with his brother Vito and Sal Tomaselli. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's he should have some some good stories because he's also been on the Booker side of it with Elite Pro Wrestling, and nice. uh, so we're looking forward to that. <laughs> okay, AJ, he's I think AJ's giddy. <laughs> that was really fun to listen to. Normally, get a million questions. Yeah, I know oh. that was the thing. Well, like you. he would just keep talking, and I was like, I'm not going to interrupt him because I'm loving where this no, is going. So go. I'm not going to interrupt oh, yeah. him. <laughs> oh yeah, I still got. I've got so much more stuff I want to know, so we got yeah. to make that, uh, we got to get him back on, or I don't know, maybe maybe there's another podcast in the uh, in the future, you never know, maybe. You never but, know, uh, I'm telling you, stories you from know. the road. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so let's move on to uh, our regular business, actually. I was going to say, I'm like, wait, what are we going to talk about now, because I'm just like, uh, giddy. I don't have... <laughs> I don't have a picture, but should we talk about uh, how Becky Lynch is missing a portion of her elbow now? Oh, <laughs> I told you, you I missed her all last of, uh, night. <laughs> I, did, I have not seen it. Hold on, I'll look during it the uh, match on during the match on Saturday, uh, she got a little bit of a boo boo on uh, on that elbow of hers. I'm not going to put the picture up because uh, it's gross. But okay, <laughs> so I'll let Menders okay. find it. Let I me find it. I think Barry Becky might have Lynch put boo-boo. that in the chat. I'm going to put boo <laughs> boo. Boo-boo you think Becky. I'm kidding? I actually put Becky Lynch boo boo. <laughs> yeah, it's not working out so great. <laughs> Hang on, let me. See. Yeah, it didn't work. All right, so Becky Lynch elbow. <laughs> yeah, Becky Lynch elbow. I think it might be on our Instagram too, but uh, yeah. So while you're doing that, I'm going to uh, just uh, throw this out there. Ouch. Uh, Ouchie. Oh, you found it? Yeah. Yeah. Ouchie. So the last episode before this one, two weeks ago, we did our first ever fantasy super card, which was a lot of fun with the uh, ECW versus AEW talent. See, I Uh, thought you were going to at least tell him his match. We should have at least told Justin his match. He didn't didn't have a match. (laughs) I thought he was in the... I I thought we had the Impact guys in the tag match. No, no. No, that was the Eliminators. Oh, that's right. Okay, good. I'm glad I yeah. didn't keep pushing then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, we're going to be doing our second fantasy supercard on Halloween night on Tuesday, October 31st. Uh, it should not the next episode, but the one after that. And we're going to be focusing on kind of the era we were talking about with Justin, the uh, mm-hmm. 97 to 99 uh, attitude era. And we're going to be doing WWF versus WCW for that one. So we gotta we gotta get the uh, brain trust together and book some matches and and figure out what we're doing with that one, there, Menders. We don't have any time. 
it's going to have to be on the chat because I don't think we have any shows that are coming up that everybody's going to be won't be in a car booking this uh, time. Well, we can. I was going to say we can do it at uh, Burger King on the twenty first. That's true. We could. <laughs> <laughs> but God. Yeah. All right. So we got attitude. Oh, era. I was expecting a. I was expecting a snarky comment in the chat from somebody. Uh, no. Yeah. So that's Which what we one? got coming up on the thirty first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got to get some of these hybrid guys uh, on board for an interview, Menders. I know we got a few. I'll see. Out what, I'll there. see what I can do Saturday. Yeah. Hey, uh, Menders, you know what's coming up in uh, in April that they just announced some details on? What's that? What did I miss? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sword no, Circle Expo 4. It's in March. What? It's in March, isn't it? It's the last week oh, in March. Uh, Why are you saying? Now you've got me all sorts of confused. <laughs> uh, double check. And next year, next spring, they're bringing back the Sword Circle Expo to Indianapolis. It's coming. Do you spring. think we get Edge? Can we please get Edge at Squared Circle Expo? You know, please. I would. I won't be surprised. I would love it if Edge and Christian were both there doing a photo op. That'd be awesome. Do a five there second pose. Been... That'd be great. You can do your own five second pose fun. with Edge and Christian. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> You're stop turning it. into your shirt. I am. <laughs> am I threatening you with a good time, Menders? You are threatening me with a good time. March twenty ninth uh, and thirtieth. Ha! I was right. Uh, okay. You're right. Okay. Well, it's pretty much April. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, uh, we're going back again. Uh, tickets go on sale on the twentieth of October. I forget what time exactly, but eleven p.m. Uh, our time or eleven a.m. our time. Not not p.m. Not p.m. a.m. <laughs> no, no. So it, it's noon. Be, it's noon Eastern. Noon Eastern. Noon Indiana yep. time. Yeah. Yep. But man, it's such a this this will be my third time going. I know it's going to be your second. My second. It's such a fucking such a fucking good time. It going is. To the expo. Well, and it's like you, even. We were talking ECW, sitting there and listening to the panel when it was Shane Douglas and uh, Nova, Blumini, Nova, Francine, yeah, Francine, Sandman. It was yeah. so fun. And then to sometimes just like, like even Mick, I that was where I met Mick and Mick Foley, yeah. and he was even he sat there and talked to me for a few minutes and yeah, you know, yeah. and then of course Uncle Fred. We all Uncle loved Fred. Uncle Fred. Oh, so cool. Uh, I'm just beyond honored that he let me wear the Shockmaster helmet for a picture. I Well, like I said, he was one of my dad's favorites yeah. when I was growing up. So that was a big deal yeah. to me to meet Uncle yeah. Fred. Yeah. So. And the, the, the big one for me, of course, was Tito Santana. Tito. He was my, yep. first, my first ever favorite wrestler. Uh, Jimmy Hart was awesome. So many cool people. At the well, and I did get to meet year. MJF, and he was nice to me. By that, you mean he just threw your merchandise at you instead no, of No, he didn't throw it, it at away. me. He just... He set it down. Oh. It was the person oh. in front of me that he threw it at. Okay. I mean, and if actually, you want to be a dick, he'd just throw it across the room. Uh, he did. One of one of the people he did, because I think it was a Darby action figure. Oh. <laughs> Suppose he didn't put it in a, a headlock takeover before he threw it. Nope, he didn't. No, he didn't do that. Was that before <laughs> or after he yelled at the baby? Uh, that would have been in just in between. He yelled at the baby, threw the thing, and then was nice to me. So. Okay. But it could have had something to do with the cornet shirt I was wearing. Who knows? That's maybe. Uh, that's just something to be said. Uh, you you make memories at the Squared Circle Expo. You do. You it's do. Just. I got to see you pissed redo... off Doug Basham. Yeah. Yep. And uh, then uh, you uh, falling on stage as the Shockmaster. That that was entertainment. I, 
I had to. <laughs> oh, or karaoke I, the night, the second night when we were all oh, in there yeah. with Victoria yeah. and Stacy was rocking the house singing. Oh yeah. And I think she popped Victoria. She was digging it. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, AJ. You're right. <laughs> Actually, he called. There was a guy there in a wheelchair, and he told him, "Look out, Hot Wheels." So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we did not get to get Barry into the chat for uh, for the interview. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, you know, time Next time one. ran out. Next hey, one. Uh, you will see and hear from Jabari Sinclair on Friday. The next episode of Gold Rush, uh, tentatively planned for Friday evening. Uh, if he's down, I am, and we'll be talking Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship OG version 2002 to 2010. So that'll be a good time. Uh, let's see. What Are we going to finish? We Did we finish talking about Wrestle Dream? Uh, we got through most of the most of the good stuff there. Uh, we, did you hear did. that Jericho's already trademarked a tag team name for him and Kenny? Oh dear lord! Uh, the Golden Jets apparently is what he suggested because they're both from Winnipeg and the Jets is their yeah. hockey team. So, yeah, so that makes sense. Uh, I it could have been worse. I mean, it's it better than been Golden Lovers. <laughs> what, what did you showers. think of what do you think of uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks's match? I I'm a With, big fan of Ricky Starks. I I'm I mean Yuta's okay, but it just seemed like it was thrown together. Yeah. That you was know, my um, I actually fast forward through most of it. <laughs> I would assume that it was supposed to be Starks and Moxley, but Moxley was hurt. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Probably. Uh, I. Oh no, that one. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, what else did we? What else did we leave? Have we not covered on that on that show? Uh, I think we got to everything. I think did we? I can never remember because it always seems like there's like fifteen matches. <laughs> AJ is up in arms about the name. Is not the Alpha and the Omega, not Snapdragon Judas. Come on, have some creativity here. <laughs> Great. Uh, let's. See. Oh my goodness! All right, so we didn't. Uh, you said you didn't get to see Raw last night, Menders. Uh, I, I kind didn't, of but you in. can fill me in. Yeah. I feel uh, not a bad show. Uh, no Finn last night. He was, uh, I guess, not cleared, or not cleared. Finger quotes. Uh, mm -hmm. Rio's back. Good. Rio Rhea kind of put all the boys in their place. I, I heard she said something about, because uh, I know, well, it might be going on right now, but Dom was supposed, is supposed to have a match. He's got his rematch and, with Trick Williams tonight. And tonight. She pretty much said, if you don't win the belt, don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did hear, I was super excited. You did fill me in that, uh, well, kind of super excited that we might be getting DIY back. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the big finish of last night's show. Spoiler alert, everybody, if you haven't watched the show yet. Uh, number one, fucking fantastic match with Ciampa and Gunther. If I, I knew it would be. At very least, watch that, Menders. Oh, uh, I will. Don't worry. Anything with uh, Ciampa in it, I will watch, because I love yeah. Ciampa. I, I, like the, I like the idea of DIY being a team. Once again, I wish they would have waited a bit to bring Gargano back. I thought that there's some more uh, equity in Gunther and Champa. Well, Champa's great as a as Single? a uh, 
single and and as a heel. Yes, yes. <laughs> as a psycho. As a psycho killer. Yes. yes. The the and the man that Corny affectionately calls Johnny Same Face is yes. uh, kind of bringing up the rear in the DIY package. Maybe I don't know. They make it. They're a hell of a team. When they're, they're together, really they're great. Team. I was gonna say yeah. when they're together, they're great. But I. But then it's kind of the thing like with uh, Owens and Zane. It's like they're teaming up, but you're just waiting for the time that one of them turns on the other. Right. Because and, as but, good as the team is, the feud is better. Yes, very much so. So when's that going to happen with what with Ken, with a uh, Sammy and Kevin now? But oh, I don't know. Probably it it'll happen. At least have but... to work. It'll happen eventually, but yeah, hopefully not for a while. Because I'm I'm tired of getting the runaround. I just want to just stick with something for a while. Yeah. Uh, I got a really I saw a really good suggestion online today. Uh, so Cody and Jey Uso were challenging Judgment Day at Payback. Payback Fastlane. Whichever pay per view it is, Fastlane for the tag titles. Okay. So somebody threw out the idea that this is all a, a red herring, and Jay's gonna do the Ole Anderson 1980s style heel turn on Cody, and uh, this, this really slow burn where he's he never left the bloodline, but oh. he, but okay. and then that would get Cody to Roman for Mania. Okay. And and I I read that. And I don't. I wish I knew the guy's name. That I think it was on the Cornet face fan page on Facebook. And I wish I remember the guy's name so I could give him credit. But that was the best idea I've heard for this whole storyline, because that's when, because the blood I think it's getting a little bit wonky, stale. You know, yeah, stale. But but Jay is the he's. Tully Blanchard said something about the Horseman back in the day. He said that if you have dynamite, you got to have. Like the TNT, you gotta have the the match, but then you gotta have the blasting cap. The blasting cap's what makes everything blow up. Jay is the blasting cap for the bloodline. Like Tully mm-hmm. was saying, he was the blasting cap for the Horsemen. So if Jay winds up back with the with the bloodline, it's gonna be nuclear. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because the people don't like getting screwed around and giving their heart and soul to a baby face, only to have them piss on them and yeah, go back with the family and. I, and I and I'm not a fan of the Usos being separated. I mean, if they are, I'm glad they're doing all separate shows. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I could see this being a pay per view. Maybe Jimmy screwing Jay over out of the tag titles at the pay per view. Possibly. You know, Another we're gonna have a really to get if, Cody to Roman. So that's what's happening. So we're gonna have a very excited six year old on our hands. Is that one uh, co conspirator in the raffle drawing? Yes, my co conspirator. Uh, shout out to Lincoln. If, He's a good kid. He is. If he gets to see Cody, he. I know. I believe. I know they're going. So, if he gets to see Cody again, he's going to be yeah. super excited. Yeah. <laughs> AJ. AJ is. He's dead set in his mind. He's dead set on this happening. That, that Roman Reigns is going to break Bruno's record for title reign. I. I'm sorry. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, you realize we're all going to have to eat crow other than AJ when it actually comes true, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I could see them holding it through the next WrestleMania after this one, just so he can beat Hogan's record. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's got to... Eventually, Cody... Well, this let me is throw Cody's this at you. Who would you put it on, though? Cody? Cody. Oh, it's got to be Cody. Cody's got to finish his story, you know? I, I know, but... It's not going to be The Rock. 
Well, we know that. Duh. I'll tell you this though. I know who's. I know who needs to take the belt off of Seth. Gunta. Gunta. Yeah, I agree. Gunta. That's why I'm okay if if at some point Gable or Chopper or whoever takes the belt off of Gunther because you know he's going to be right in that heavyweight championship mix. Well, here's the problem. Now that they put Champa back with Gargano, it's not going to be Champa. Could be Gable though, and I'd be okay with that. I'd, I'd be okay. okay with Gable after 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 the banger match they had a couple weeks ago. Yes, I would be fine with Gable. Barry, um, hot take. You see, feel Shinsuke's going over Sunday. Okay. And I'd be okay with that too. I like Shinsuke. Yeah. This is the best Shinsuke I've seen since he was in New Japan. The, yeah, this has been the Shinsuke. Well, did you did you watch much of him in NXT? Uh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure because that was when I figured out who Shinsuke was, and him and Sami Zayn their their fights. This is the best Shinsuke I've seen. Of course, I I mean I'd seen Shinsuke. Uh, number one, there's a match from Tokyo Dome in 2016, him and AJ Styles, that Ooh. is a must-watch. This is like a couple weeks before AJ debuted at the Rumble. Okay. But that was like his last weekend with New Japan before he before he left. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a title match. Uh, Shinsuke went over. Uh, just awesome. And he was like every era of New Japan has like their four main guys mm-hmm. that they build the company around. And there was a period where it was Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and AJ for like a couple of years, 14 to 16. Nowadays, it's like you throw Osprey, you throw Naito in there. It, it could be anybody. But there's always that Mount Rushmore kind of thing. It's like All Japan did the same thing with the four pillars, uh, Kabashi, Tawei, Kawada, Misawa. Yeah. I know you have no idea who I'm talking about here, Menders. And I'm sorry, You're right. But... Well, some of them sound very familiar. Some of them do sound familiar because, yeah. I'm, you know. I'm kind of Japan-splaining. Yeah, you're Japan-splaining <laughs> to me. I like what I did there. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. All of course right. you are. <laughs> hey, hey, Menders, we are really cooking. What do you say we get to uh, our usual business that we do on Tuesdays? Let's do it because we might actually get out of here before the three-hour mark. Yeah. So it is time for the JTR Hall of Fame. Let me get my graphic up here. There we go. There Yay. it is. And uh, we're adding another manager to the list, Menders. We've already got the brain. We got Sherry, Jimmy Hart, Cornette, uh, by extension, due to the Midnight Spain in there. Right. But, uh, but we're going to throw another one in here, and it's one of our it's one of our favorites, the mm-hmm. ever the ever lovable and cuddly Captain Louis <laughs> Albano. Look at that guy. Uh, never got why he had rubber bands hanging out of his face. But... I didn't either. <laughs> uh, I came to know and love Captain Lou from the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon. Yep. Because that was... he was kind of he was kind of winding down his run by that yep. point, but but uh, little did I know until a few years later he was one of the most hated heel managers in the uh, basically in wrestling. 
Right. And and before that, he was a heel wrestler. He was one half of the Sicilians tag team. And uh, <laughs> there's a story that they used to wear fedoras and white gloves and they would whisper mafia to each other in the ring. And then some <laughs> of the uh, Italian legitimate businessmen in the New York area didn't care for that. So they were asked politely to uh, cease and desist that. Oh. So they got rid of the white glove and they stopped saying mafia to each other. And they kept going as the Sicilians and everything was good. <laughs> Everything's fine now. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, early, he, I think he retired from active wrestling in like 1971. That's when he became a manager. And uh, his he started with a bang, though. Uh, he was managing Ivan Koloff when he beat Bruno. Yeah. Uh, speaking of AJ, of Ivan broke Bruno's uh, eight-year title reign yep. in Madison Square Garden. Bruno thought he went deaf because the crowd was completely silent when he counted the three. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so Lou back then just Lou Albano. He wasn't Captain Lou yet. That didn't happen until ah. a few years later. So he started his reputation as being a manager of champions because every championship, intercontinental title, world title, women's championship with Mula, uh, mm-hmm. I think, and then of course uh, I think fifteen tag team championship reigns under under the good captain. Wow. And I'm gonna run down. I'm gonna run down the list of these tag teams here, Menders. I'm kind of kind of winging it a little bit, but uh, I think no, I got it all right. No, not us. We're never winging it. <laughs> all right. So first off, uh, the Valiant Brothers, uh, Jimmy and Johnny, you know, the mm-hmm. boogie boogie man. Yep. Handsome Jimmy. Uh, the Blackjacks, of course, Blackjack Lanza, Blackjack Mulligan. Yep. Or Grandpa Blackjack, if you're... Grandpa Blackjack. <laughs> uh, the Executioners, number one and number two. Uh, Who was that? I think that was Kowalski and Big John Stud. Okay. I think. Actually, you know what? I can tell you. Uh, Oh, (laughs) Wikipedia is kayfabing me. (laughs) So, so we'll just say Executioner One and Executioner Two. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's see here. The Yukon Lumberjacks. Yukon Eric and Yukon Pierre. So one of those guys is French. Uh, Valiant <laughs> Brothers again. They were probably from Canada. Probably from Quebec. Pro- probably, probably Canada. Uh, Wild Samoans. <sighs> probably the greatest of his tag teams. Often speak uh, three times. Uh, the Moondogs, Rex and King. And then later Rex and Spot. I think they did the Freebird rule, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or their dungarees and brought big rawhide bones with them to the ring. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, Fuji and Mr. Saito. Uh, a couple, a couple times, and then uh, small ones again. Then uh, when he turned babyface, the U.S. Express, which is uh, Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo. I think I have a picture. There we go. There you go. Look at those clean-cut fellas there. Good lord. Uh, and then the the British Bulldogs. Where you see him there. And the boys, look at dynamite. Yes, and uh. After the Bulldogs, he, he actually he retired while they were champions, so he walked away from the company. Came back in 1994 and managed the Head Shrinkers along with Afa, uh, Fatu, and Samu. And they beat Why did the they Quebecers. change them to the Head Shrinkers? Why didn't they just make them stay the, the, the new Samoans. Wild Samoans? Yeah, actually, it doesn't have to be the new. That's a that's a kiss of death. Just be the, the mm-hmm. just be the Wild Samoans again because they were doing the exact same gimmick. 
Mm-hmm. Alpha and Sika were doing it. And Samu was one of the Wild Samoans in the 80s. <laughs> when they had Wild Samoan number three. Yeah. So it's like, come on, guys. Uh, like, keep it the Wild Samoans. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't fix what ain't broke. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you want to see a good picture of the Moondogs. Uh, find it here. There you go. Uh, oh my! Arm is lunch. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, there, oh, there's geez. the Samoans. Look there at those guys. Are. That's a handsome trio, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, along with all the tag teams, uh, you know, I love my Tito Santana, but after Tito, my favorite Intercontinental Champion was The Rock, Don Morocco, the Magnificent Morocco. Yeah. Uh. Lou had a, a knack for getting guys over that he was like as he was managing them as heels and getting them over as baby faces. Yep. Uh, most notably, uh, Jimmy Snuka. Uh, yeah. I remember then, when he was managing for Snuka. Yep, and uh, the Samoans wound up turning on him, turning baby face at some point. But uh, eventually, he uh, got into the well, after he turned baby face. He was pretty much the only babyface manager they had, so he managed everybody. Right. He managed, right. Like, even right there, like he's managing Andre and Hillbilly Jim. I would say I forgot about Hillbilly. Yeah. Uh, managed Hogan sometimes through the ring, JYD. Well, and then, of course, he was in uh, Cindy Lauper's video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you, there, there there you there go. Yeah, he was a big part of that rock and wrestling connection in the mid 80s. And, uh, and then, of course, we all know him as uh, Mario right. on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And that's the only reason I've watched the show, because I didn't care for the cartoon, but it was Captain <laughs> Lou, you know. So I, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, somebody else, he, is, he escorted to the ring once, Minders. <laughs> Prince of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> wow. He doesn't know it. <laughs> to the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> wow. Have you that's watched fun. WrestleMania 2, Minders? I'll have to go back. It's been... If anything, watch that match. The Dream Team... Of Valentine and Beefcase against, I said Beefcase, Beefcake against <laughs> the British Bulldogs. <laughs> but Ozzy is in their corner with with Captain Lou, stoned out of his mind. He is in La La Land in that match. They gave him. He was carried a microphone to the ring. I think he thought he was going to sing. <laughs> and they forgot the to end, turn he, it on. <laughs> or, for, forgot to turn it on. Yeah, but, I was going to say forgot. Then, and after the match, he cuts a rambling, incoherent promo. No. I don't think he Ozzie. knew who the Bulldogs were. I think he just thought he was there for a payday. <laughs> payday. <laughs> do bats have nightmares about Ozzy? I bet they do. That's why Sting <laughs> never deals with them. Uh, uh, oh, oh, AJ man. also chimed in. Uh, speaking of Masala, Masala was a bad motherfucker, though. He, yeah. he sure was. I, was. I was always more of a Kobashi guy, but Masala, <laughs> you know. Rock and roll forever, British Bulldogs. Forever. Oh yeah, that's pretty much just, that was pretty much the promo. <laughs> In his salmon pink suit. Look at that. <laughs> that's, Sharon lets him leave the house like that? Oh, hey, that was 80s. Come on now. You saw some of the stuff people were wearing in the 80s. This is it very was scary. True. Very true. <laughs> some of it was but, real scary. Yeah, but, but no, the good captain, uh, very well deserving of a Hall of Fame induction from us, so... Of course, it will be post-mortem, uh, post-posthumous. Yep. Uh, he passed on, I think, in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Really uh, been that long? Holy cow. I, I, I think. Let me see. 
Wikipedia is never wrong. Right. Let's see. see. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a while ago. Okay, no, you're, you're wrong. Was I wrong? October 14th, 2009. Oh, I was close. You're close. <laughs> AJ Charmin and Sharon had already seen so much shit <laughs> by that point. She didn't give a damn what he... Pretty much. He's got a point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Hey, something <laughs> I saw that was really cool, Menders. Uh <laughs> Apparently in Amarillo, Texas, they have uh, made a mural of the great Terry Funk. And that, that thing, yeah. doesn't that look great? That looks awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah. I kind of want to make a pilgrimage to go see it now. You know, I'm not going to lie. I almost, I just about said maybe we need to take a road trip. So. <laughs> All five. We could book like four fantasy supercards on that. We could. <laughs> this, your mom has to be willing to part with her van for about a week. She'd have my car. It'd be fine. That's true. You all would have to want to sit in the van for that long, though. That's very true. Just strap me to the roof. I'll be fine. <laughs> all right. And so since we got the Hall of Fame out of the way, what do you say we move on to the next thing, Menders? We are really rolling right now. We are. Let's keep this going. because All right. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, ready? All right. Here we go. I love that mariachi trumpet solo. <laughs> oh, AJ. Oh, AJ. <laughs> Do I dare put this up, Menders? Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. I <laughs> AJ, ever tell when is Ozzy for Halloween? There you go. Once, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a plastic bat with a head half, halfway cut off, and I'd ring the doorbell and say trick or treat and bite the bats off, bats heads off, head off. That's commitment. I appreciate, I respect that. Yeah. All right. So with that said, it is time for Top 10 Tuesday. And uh, if you can tell by the championship belt to my right, <laughs> right, right, yes, uh, our list is going to encapsulate the greatest Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Because and I'm going to do my best here because you're I, yeah. Ring of Honor wasn't. I'm just my... counting on you. I'm counting on you to comment on these guys' careers after the Ring of Honor run because all okay. these teams have somebody you've heard of. But okay. uh, it's it's basically in observance of MJF winning a handicap match to retain the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships this past Sunday. Sounds good. All right, so let's get to it. Number ten, and I'm going to warn you, Menders. I put these guys on here just for virtue of how many times they held the championships. I already know who it is. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. I had I tried to pick the most ridiculous picture of them though. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that, I guess. I think you need a jumpsuit like that, Minders, with like all of our faces on it. <laughs> um yeah, I'm good. I, I don't think <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. But look at that. They got the Ring of Honor titles, the IWGP junior titles, and I believe that's the PWG Yep, that's PWG Tag Championship. So they were basically and all of the promotions they had a hand in booking. You know, well, <laughs> shocker. Um, you know what, though? 
they were the biggest thing for a while. They were. Yeah, it's true. But now, well, they're not even the best tag team in their faction. No, they're not. (laughs) Uh, And people can hate on me for it and say I'm being mean or whatever, but it just looks so planned and it kills me. Mm -hmm. It just looks, except for when they actually do mess something up and. Hey, I, like I said, they were they were a great tag team. Like AJ saying there, you know, yeah. they did have it that many times. I I agree. They are they've made an ass a lot of money. They've made a lot of money. They've, but just not doesn't my thing. To, doesn't mean we have to like them, but you can respect their accomplishments. I can respect I can respect what they've done, but I'm yeah. just not a fan. Yeah. All right. Well, let's say about the Bucks the better. Uh, yep, number nine. <laughs> All right. Probably the most recent team on this list here, the Foundation which was Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. I really enjoyed this tag team. Well, you have a beast there with Jonathan Gresham. Mm-hmm. You have a beast then, with Jay Lethal. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, maybe the, like, all due respect to Sabre Jr. Danielson, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, along with just one of the best wrestlers in the world. In the right. Team. Gresham is so good. He's... And I, I, I got a, I got lucky enough to see him down at 0-1. Yeah, man. he actually lost to Joey O'Gunn, or Joey O'Reilly. <laughs> he did, but yeah, that was, it was really neat. That was a good it match, was, though. I remember watching that match. Yeah, it was really, it, like I said, Gresham is just Yeah, imagine if, he teamed up with his, imagine if he teamed up with his wife now. Right. Jordan Grace. Let them do it. Go for it. I'll bet she carried him over the threshold when they got Probably. married. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Well, I saw her at zero one two. She beat up. She got in the ring with Jake Lander. She beat him up oh, for a little boy. bit, but he won. So, uh, did you pay money to see that? That one I did because I didn't know who Jake Lander was at that point. Uh, so I paid to see everybody. I didn't know. I didn't know who anybody was. Oh, okay. Were you still a newbie at zero? I, I was a noob. I was a super noob. I think yep, when yep. I. AJ oh. finished uh, echoing what you were saying there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Joey and Gresham, because it's been Joey and Gresham, and then Tanner and Alex Kane. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. There's been some yeah. real good matches. Yeah. But with, I with digress. the foundation, uh, I think they held the titles for like a year. Oh, wow. Uh, AJ, help me out. They had a long run with those belts. That's why they're on the list here. Uh, number eight. You know these guys. <laughs> Kevin Steen and El Look Generico. Look at those babies. <laughs> I know. Steen in a singlet? Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was a big fan of El Generico back in the day. I like Steen too, obviously. But Well, yeah. These guys were a good team. And then it's one of those DIY things. It's like we were talking about. Even then they were feuding with each other. Right. Like after they split up. Yeah. But they held these twice. Uh, beat uh, the Age of the Fall, I believe. Both times. I was thinking. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, uh, good run. Uh, obviously, they parlayed that into wild success in the WWE. Man, when Steen well, came in... Well, Steen did. Generico was helping the orphans in Mexico right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, but when KO came in, when he first made his debut on NXT, do you remember that? Oh, oh I sure do. Man, I so thought good. he killed Sammy. I thought Sammy was dead. He Talk was about making a first back. impression. Holy crap. 
And that I was think... just when you learned how quickly they could turn on each other. It was so fun. Yeah. And didn't Juice break his nose earlier in the night? Yes. Juice Robinson? Yes. <laughs> also, well, Juice didn't. C.J. Parker C.J. Parker. I'm sorry. Yes. C.J. Parker did. Yes. But yeah, that that was a crazy, 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 crazy time. That was like yes. the best NXT, in my opinion, so that good. they've had in a long time. So good. Yeah. No, it was uh, C.J. Parker, A.J. C.J. Parker. <laughs> it is crazy, okay. though. To th- okay, I'm jumping off the rail. It's crazy to think how popular Juice is now when knowing how back then it was just like, oh, you're just yeah, an enhancement. You're, you're an enhancement talent, dude. Go away. We don't hey, want the guy busted here. his ass in Japan and got himself He over. did. And now that he's back, I'm like, hold how can these two people be the same person? But then again, that's kind of the yeah. same way like Drew McIntyre did. <laughs> AJ chiming in. He went home with Tony Storm, who really wanted life. <laughs> Tony might be my favorite thing on AEW right now, by the way. Oh, yeah. Chin up, tits out, and watch out for the shoe. <laughs> and then she flings a fucking shoe at you. It's just, it's uh, all yeah. right, let's get back to it. Sorry, all did right. we go off Number on a tangent? Uh, a little bit. We've had surprisingly few tangents on this episode. That's why we're still under three hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, number seven. In happier times, Menders. Jeez. The Second City Saints. Colt Cabana. Babyface Colt Cabana. And CM Punk and his Steve Carino hair face. Oh, happier days. I enjoyed this unit, especially when they had Ace Steel and they were doing the trios also. But uh, I think Look two how times... few tattoos that CM Punk yeah. has there. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the dragon or whatever the fuck it is on his chest at this point. Right. But, uh, but no, I enjoyed them as a team. Uh, I think they beat the Briscoes for the uh, tag <laughs> titles. Oh, AJ. <laughs> I, I don't judge because, you know. I, I don't I'm, either. But... I'm, a, I'm a couple short paychecks away from having to do that myself. So. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. But that's not, but, uh, well, I actually do share one with my mother because well, there you go. we're the only two in the family. So, and we both have a joint account. So, right. but we also each have our own account too. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even have a joint account with my wife. <laughs> but that's that's by agreement, though. It's, uh, right. I get that. But, and that's all, I'll, that's all I'll say about that. That's, that's known about me, that the better off I feel. And there you uh, go. Moving on. Number six. Age of Good the Fall. Lord. Look how young Seth Rollins looks. I'm sorry, Tyler Black in this picture. Right? I think at this point he was like what twenty two, twenty three when when these guys won the titles, and then Jimmy Jacobs is so good. It's one of my favorite guys. Very smart, very creative. Well, he's uh, isn't he a producer now? He's he's on creative with AEW right now. Yeah, I was gonna say he's on creative, isn't he? Yeah, he he's worked creative for everybody. He worked WWE, Impact, and AEW, and I probably Ring of Honor too, for that matter. Probably. Yeah, but no, he's got a oh. really he helped Jericho come up with the list. I I just had a 
all right. It just hit me. I was like, oh, who's going to be number one? And I was like, boing. Yeah, this one's, it's kind of a no-brainer for number one. <laughs> yeah, so let's keep going. Let's get to number one. <laughs> oh, AJ, oh, I didn't know Jimmy Jacobs showed up as zero one. What do you know? I saw a lot of Jimmy in uh, IWA South back in the day. So, he's always been one of my faves. Uh, number five. Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. Uh, these guys Adam! who take champs... These guys were tag champs when I started watching Ring of Honor. So, well, let's see. Austin Aries has also been to zero one. <laughs> yeah, there's I a lot of ties so. here. This is kind of yeah. interesting. We should have done this list on the shootout. <laughs> nah, if we, if we start uh, doing a top ten list on the shootout, we'll never get out of there. <laughs> no, uh, no, but this uh, these guys are such a good tag team. They matched well together. They were also obviously really good singles wrestlers, mm-hmm. but they found they really did a Something a lot of tag teams don't do so well is they fuse their individual moves together and made them into combos. Like that's nice. Uh, like Aries would do the brainbuster, but Roddy would chop him before he'd drop him. I didn't mean to rhyme there. Uh, yes, you then, did. Then, uh, well, <laughs> then Roddy would do the backbreaker, setting up for the four fifty, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, AJ. Oh, Austin Aries. He says the best thing about him is that he's Austin Aries. The worst thing about him is that he is Austin Aries. As as I love yep. I still think that they ruined Roddy in AEW. He's. I know he's, he's getting an baby over, now. He's a he's a bitch, is what he is. <laughs> well, I was trying to be nice, although I guess we're kind of past that after some yeah. of the things we've heard tonight. <laughs> but I did not care because I thought no. it was great. Yes, it was so good. All right, number four, maybe my. Well, my second favorite tag team on this list. Kings of Wrestling. There they are. Claudio with hair. Claudio (laughs) with hair. He wasn't quite as ripped as he is now, but he was still just as strong back then. Still a beast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great team. Uh, I love Hero. He's one of my top five indie guys ever. Uh, He's also working as a producer in AEW now. Yeah. I'd like to see him move up into come back, a, come back, you know, kick old Uter out of the uh, club. Maybe get did you just call him Uter? Did, did I? Just call oh. him Uter? I I wasn't planned, but I guess I did. Oh, you just I feel him bad Uter. calling him useless. I'm I'm not mean like corny. Just call him Wheeler. Then then you just go past all of it. You don't have to worry about it. I don't know. I kind of oh! think, think we have to call him Uter now. <laughs> AJ's throwing heat. Stephen <laughs> <laughs> AW in there with FTR Kingdom and the Righteous. That, there you go. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, not for nothing. Uh, the The Kingdom is an honorable mention in this list. Nah. They did not make the top ten, but mm. uh, they're very good, though. Yes. Uh, OG Kingdom when it was uh, Cole Bennett and Taven, but Bennett and Taven were the tag champs. Excuse me. All right, number three, another zero one guy, Davy Richards. Yeah. Oh, with Eddie Edwards, the American Wolves. I love this team when they first showed up. And if you would have told me then, and this is I'm talking 2009, that Eddie Edwards would be the star out of this team, I would have said <laughs> you were nuts. Yeah. I mean, Davy was damn good, but in the long run. Like with Impact, Eddie was the one that got the world titles and got all the the big spots. 
Oh, AJ yeah. says the Kingdom held the six man titles more than the tag wheels. That's true. They were only like two time tag champs, but uh, and the Kingdom that held the trios title was uh, Taven Bennett and or Taven Benny and uh, TKO, TKO Ryan when they were like the new Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So not quite the same, but that's all right. Close enough. Uh, the Wolves were the closest thing ROH ever had to the British Bulldogs, pretty much. No, I was gonna say the Wolves when a lot of influence. When I started catching ROH, these were this was the tag. Actually, it was them going against each other. Was when yeah. I started watching some of the ROH stuff. So yeah, we're talking like twenty eleven ish when uh, yeah Eddie had beaten Roderick for the world title, then Davey beat Eddie for it. But yeah. they stayed friends. It was just rivalry. It was like a friendly competition kind of thing. But uh, anyway, uh, really good. Uh, if you ever get a chance, watch the ladder match they had with Steen and Generico. Okay. If you can find it. If you can't find it, I've got it on DVD somewhere in the house. But uh, <laughs> that's the one Eddie wrestled that match with a broken elbow. Oh, wow. Because he broke his arm the night before. But he still, yeah, it's, uh, still <laughs> did the whole match. Yep, they, the Wolves had a match in XC, didn't get signed. I remember that match. They lost to the Ascension. When well, they were like, they that were was like, when the that. Ascension was cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they had their Ascension. shot there. Then I guess Impact must have backed up the Brinks truck to him and got him in because uh, I'm trying to remember. That might have. Math. Yeah, that was before they went to TNA. It was kind of, it all kind of runs together. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two. This is a team that I wish we could see back in AEW. Red Dragon. <sighs> Fish and O'Reilly. Uh, I know we'll see O'Reilly again at some point. Fish is not there. And I don't want to see the Undisputed Era reform again. That's shit got old. I, I want to see Red Dragon as a you tag You didn't team. like the Undisputed Era? I did, but it's... I don't want to see AEW rehash an act from NXT. I want to see them do something friggin' original. Everything they've been doing is rehashed. Everything. I know. I'm tired of it. (laughs) What, Florida Tony? Do something original. I don't think (laughs) so, guys. He wore that hat. That's what he did that was original. And this is our reaction (laughs) to that hat. (laughs) (laughs) Wee! Wee! I still can't believe how much I got that that over the other oh, day. Yes, that was great. Anyway, uh, AJ, we did not get Red Dragon versus FTR. It's a friggin' crime. Not even in NXT. Nope. Wait, come on. We didn't because. Oh wait, or did we? We might have. The build up to the Survivor Series when the NXT and all them. I think they had a match on NXT. Okay, I'm gonna go back and look. In twenty. 17, was 17 18, that? somewhere in there. Look up NXT, like in the build up, like in November. I think they had a match. Now I have to go back and watch it again, if just in case, because I don't remember the match. But... NXT. I hope this isn't getting the way we're trying to figure out who our number one is, Menders. Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. Disputed era. Versus, they would have been the revival. Yes, it was the revival then. I'm on the edge of my seat. Did we get it? There was. 
the revival last shouted undisputed era let's see when november 20th of 2019 all right there you go now i gotta go back and find that match again yep november 20th 2019 wwe nxt undisputed era versus the revival nice so that's your homework people go back and watch that match i will go back and watch that dang it Uh, (laughs) aj oh well i got some bad news for you aj it's the briscoe number one (laughs) you don't get to riot (laughs) i I mean young punks there i was gonna say come on how could it not be how could it not yeah and not only that i think they've held every version of the tag team championship belts that they had except for the most recent ones Obviously, yeah. But they're but they're on the most recent ones, like on the plates. They've got the Briscoes. Oh, are they? Oh yeah, yeah. They did a full on tribute to the Briscoes there. Look at Barry. He's now he's just bragging. That was my birthday. It was his birthday when Undisputed Era and Revival fought on NXT. That was his birthday present. Listen to you brag. (laughs) My birthday was still around SummerSlam time when we were kids. At the end of August, I was I always the, during uh, the two weeks that they did the the year rehash. <laughs> you I always got the replays review. on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I think the first SummerSlam was on my birthday. I think the Brett Bulldog match was uh, <laughs> the first the cage match. Brett and one I think was on my birthday. I didn't watch any of them live, don't get me wrong, because my dad wouldn't pay for a pay-per-view. But, right. uh, but I, I'm not going to fault him for that, because I got to see it all later when I could appreciate it. Oh, AJ. Let's see. AJ's all doing right. research for us again. It would behoove you... Oh, big words. It would behoove you to go to YouTube and look up the deep dive on the Briscoes versus FTR feud. Someone went and put together all the promos they cut on each other that never made the air, plus all their matches. Damn. AJ, you're going to need to send me a link in our little group chat so I can get that. <laughs> All right. Well, Menders, that concludes our top 10 Tuesday. Uh, what do you say we pay some bills and we're going to get out of here right around 8 o'clock? I'm so proud of us. There's, there's still playoff baseball to be to be watched on the television. Uh, we, oh, Which will is? thrill my wife to no end. Who's still in it? I don't even know who's still around. Uh, none of my teams are still in it, but there's still baseball. <laughs> There's NXT tonight. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch that from the beginning, though. Get ready but, uh, for AEW tomorrow. Yes. I got ready for our, uh, the Zero Wish Shootout tomorrow, Minders. Yes. Uh, we're going to be uh, be joined by the new guys, Jake Bosch and Scott Stanley, I believe is what he changed the name I- to. Yes, I cannot wait for you to see their Don't tell me he's changing his name every week. No, 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 no. But I cannot wait for you to no, see I've... their match last week. Oh, no, I'll be getting on the Patreon tomorrow and, and checking that out. I, I'm probably going to go back and rewatch it just because I was getting Mindy at a couple times. Yeah. And I kind of want to see what all made <laughs> TV and what didn't. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think I accidentally deleted Tony Icarus off of here. I got to put that back up before the next episode. Uh, let's pay the bills here, Menders, before we get out of here. 
ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod. It looks like in the picture, it looks like TommyDreamer.com slash JTRPod in the address. It does. <laughs> but that is not what it is. It is ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod. For all your uh, Jumping the Rail t-shirt needs, here's just a small sampling of them. Uh, between the two of us, Menders, we have all of them but two. Do I don't we? have the two on the top. Yeah, the two on the top left we don't have. But uh, uh oh yeah, that's right. All I don't kinds have of good yet. ones there. Yeah. Uh, I say, if you're a I fan of I have, one, I have all of them except for the Podigy. <laughs> well, other than the two we said, I have all those shirts except for the Podigy. Yeah. Uh, when's that one coming, Menders? Uh, I gotta get paid again, Rev. Well, you know what? Instead of that, why don't you get this one? It's it's the new version. Uh, hey, you know before. what? You could get me something for my birthday. Right, there you go. Yeah. So that's just a small smattering of what you can get on PWTs. Brainbustertees.com slash other slash JTR dash podcast dash network. For even more stuff from the Jumping the Rail podcast, Zero One Shootout, Gold Rush, uh, T-shirts, hoodies, caps, stickers, fanny packs. Uh, uh, just we we're working chat? on getting... We got zip-ups available now. Well, we got one for the shootout. We're, I'm working on figuring out the design for one for uh, for this show. Nice. But now we do have zip-up hoodies available. Very exciting. And uh, then also, uh, for our friend Gary Vassellio, get the Bearded <laughs> Dragon t-shirt. This thing is sharp looking. Uh, hopefully we'll have Gary back sometime in the in the very near future. But I'm until then, I miss Gary. <laughs> he's here in spirit. He was in the chat. He was. He was I did see him the in the chat. So, yep. so good to see Gary in the chat there. Uh, a reminder next week, or I keep saying next week. I'm used to the shootouts weekly. This one's not. Uh, right. Two weeks. Uh, Polly Tomaselli going to be joining us for an interview. So we're looking forward to that one. And then the episode after that will be our second fantasy supercard that we talked about. So, uh, We'll be doing that on Halloween. You never know. Maybe we'll have some more Halloween hijinks to think of before then. We shall we'll... see because don't forget that that's the week before that I won't be around. So. Oh yeah, you're going to be in Dirty Vegas, and uh, hopefully, hopefully that. I'll be in Dirty Vegas. Oh, doctor's appointment yeah. tomorrow. Ah, if anybody fingers cares. Crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you did say you're going to get me a, a co-host for the shootout, right? Yeah, yeah. For that week. Yeah, I got you covered. And, and it's and I'm going to be okay, somebody I'm going to be okay with. They're not going to try to big league me or anything. They're going to, they know the how it goes and all that. It's... Yeah, you'll be fine. Okay. I trust you. Okay. All right. Well, with that, Menders, I think it's time to, uh, to bid adieu. So uh, until next episode, for Menders, this is Rev. Remind you all, life is hard, work stiff. And... Thanks, guys. Back to you.